0: why a Wichita doctor is helping wounded soldiers in Ukraine. I'm Tom Schein, and welcome to The Range.
1: Support for The Range comes from Macau Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and
0: the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, we bundle up for a winter hike along the river.
2: I've not walked along this way, it's really pretty.
0: But first, For Wichita plastic surgeon Natalia Biskup, Russia's war in Ukraine is personal. Biskup was born there and moved to the U.S. as a child. She recently returned to Ukraine for the first time since the conflict broke out to operate on soldiers injured in battle. She spoke with Rose Conlon about the experience.
3: When the war started, you always feel very helpless, especially when it's your country and you have family that live there. It really motivated me to want to go to help. So we had to fly to Poland, and then from there we chartered a bus to Ivano-Frankivsk, which is the town in Ukraine that we were operating Typically that trip takes about five hours um, because of the border and things like that. The trip took us 11 hours. (laughs) So we had prior to the trip reviewed cases, come up with a tentative treatment plan. So we ended up operating on 32 patients altogether. Started in the morning at about 8.30 and typically didn't end until about 8 or 10 p.m. every day. All of these patients were soldiers. So there's lots of blast injuries to the face, lots of bullet injuries. On top of bones being in the wrong place, there's bones missing, there's pieces of nose missing, pieces of lip missing. And so it was some of the most technically challenging and complex procedures I'd ever done and really ones that pushed me as a surgeon actually seeing kind of the physical repercussions of the war it was very very hard it made the trip you know very emotional very difficult as a physician who my whole goal is to save life make life better it's just hard to see people do that to each other Um, and especially you know my what I consider countrymen there was one gentleman, he was about 28 years old, and prior to being enlisted in the war, was a lawyer he was very, you know, successful. And unfortunately, he was involved in a major, like, explosion. He ended up losing his vision in both eyes and also having an amputation in both arms. I mean, it's an injury that, unfortunately, at this point in medicine, we can't do a whole lot with. We were able to do some reconstruction to fit him with some ocular prostheses and improve some of the scarring on his face to hopefully improve his quality of life. I mean, it affected me very deeply, but, you know, I was so impressed by these soldiers because they're just so tough, so resilient. Their strength of spirit impressed me tremendously. I think there's kind of a general fatigue with the news and the war in Ukraine. And now there's, you know, a lot of hesitation about providing further aid to Ukraine. So that really worries me. And I got the sense that it worried the people there. I think their biggest concern is being forgotten. I just, I guess my biggest hope is that people continue to remember Ukraine and continue to show up for people that need, need help.
0: That was Dr. Natalia Biscup. She's planning a second surgical trip to Ukraine next month. When it's cold, especially like it was earlier this month, the last thing you may think about is how to spend more time outside. But there's a special beauty in the winter landscape that's worth all the extra layers of clothing. Lou Luanne Stevens braved the elements for this month's Hidden Kansas. It's
1: about 35 degrees, sunny, and miraculously, there's very little wind. My friend and coworker, Marlene Ryan, has joined me for a walk along the Arkansas River. Not the more popular area between downtown and the iconic Keeper of the Plains, but the lesser developed route between Seneca and 13th Street.
2: I've not walked along this way. I've been on the other side, I think. not on this side, it's really pretty.
1: It is pretty. The bare trees form sharp patterns against the bright blue sky and frame the frozen river. It's about two miles, four miles round trip. And on this lovely afternoon, we have it nearly all to ourselves.
2: A little more isolated, quiet. You can kind of hear yourself think even. This is restful and peaceful.
1: We're on the north side of the river, on the back side of Cowtown. Across the river is McLean Boulevard, and you can hear the traffic in the background. But you can also hear the river, the birds, and our footsteps. We pass the red pedestrian bridge, the halfway point, and the river turns north. Ahead is some exercise equipment, the kind with stations.
2: Station one, you walk on one of the pipes, station two, you do a chin up or pull up. Have you ever done one of these little, they're kind of fun to challenge yourself.
1: Chin-ups. Hmm, maybe next time. At this point, the path goes into a more wooded area. The trees arch overhead. It will be a lush canopy in the spring and summer. We can barely see the river through the branches, and the traffic sounds start to recede. This is my favorite part of the route, enclosed by the woods. For a few minutes, the city is far away. The path dips back toward the river and we can now see the sandbar covered in native grasses.
2: Look how on the other side of the river where those bare branches where the sun's hitting them, it almost looks like they have ice on them, doesn't it? It's really pretty.
1: It's late enough in the afternoon that the shadows are starting to stretch across the path. As we pass Sim Golf Course, we can see the 13th Street Bridge ahead and Marlene's car with its nice warm heater parked nearby.
2: Sitting right where we left her
1: so why should we brave these outdoor walks even in winter even when it's cold there's exercise of course getting away from all of our various screens can't hurt either and studies show that being in nature surrounded by all the sights and sounds and smells can lower stress and it's really beautiful but make sure you layer up and wear a hat For The Range, I'm Luann
0: Stevens. Hidden Kansas explores intriguing spots across our state. You can read more on this story at kmuw.org. And one last thing. The initial drawings for the new biomedical campus in downtown Wichita were released last week. An eight-story building near Broadway and William is at the project's core. And to be honest... Its design doesn't do much for me. But that's beside the point. The most important thing is that Wichita is embarking on a major swing-for-the-fences kind of project. The kind of project we've generally avoided over the years because it made us uncomfortable or because we lacked the confidence that we could pull it off. The $300 million campus will one day be teeming with students and faculty and, hopefully, with other businesses drawn into its orbit. Maybe its success will lead us to take more chances on transformational projects in the future. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Jonathan Huber, Beth Goulet, and Lou Ann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Schein, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita. This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week.
1: Listen to LifeKit from NPR.